1: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All
3: right. Good morning. Welcome in. The Out of Bounds show is brought to you by Sound. Sound, 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 and communication, soundcomab.com, Soundcom, Uh for all your audio-visual. And uh, they've worked with Power 5 programs, G5 programs, junior colleges and high schools, sports facilities, churches, businesses, to make sure that you have it right, Soundcomav. Dot com. We welcome in our friend Mike D, Mike D'Atelier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans, and he joins us on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. Mike, how's Mardi Gras going?
4: It's fine. Um, had a really great time. Uh, rode in the crew of Mad Hatters out in Metairie uh, Saturday, and um, so been great. So Got a couple more rides, and then... <laughs> Uh, it's all over, but um, yeah, you know, it's it's different because of uh, you know not being able to to ride last year and and enjoy Mardi Gras and uh, that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, it's been great. So the as long have been unbelievable.
3: Yeah, no doubt. As long as you've been doing it, um, are you a big bead thrower or have you retired
4: uh, today? beads are still a big thing for us throwing uh i buy more beads than anything else uh but um, um you know there's a lot of stuff uh you know animals start thing and uh, footballs that sort of thing that i oh yeah out. so yeah it's um uh, it, it's it's part of the deal uh the bead uh it's uh Yeah, one time, probably when I first started writing years ago, uh, the the balloon was a big thing, you know, throwing the the metal doubloon. But um, that isn't nearly as in vogue uh, Mm. as it was back then. Which shameful, uh, because uh, that that was a big thing, but man, it caused a ruckus. You throw a couple, you know, beads at a time, uh, you know, is one thing. You throw a couple doubloons, man. Um you know, you can cause quite a quite a stir in a crew. <laughs> uh
3: all right, so what's the most amount of money you've heard of a group spending to do their Mardi Gras parade, float party, whatever however y'all frame it up, Mike D?
4: I don't know. Um, I don't know about a group spend. I know individuals, kind of what they spend. Um, so, yeah, it's, we talking in the thousands, plural, on throws and that sort of thing. And then you you know, kick in everything else, Mardi Gras balls and tableaus and everything else. Yeah, you into it pretty good.
3: I love it. I love it. Mike D on the Out of Bounds show, <laughs> WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. All right, Mike, let, let's jump into a little – I know we've got a long time, but let, let's do a little NFL draft tied in maybe to both quarterbacks in the first round and then the NFC South. Um, you know, the NFC South's in a weird spot because I'm not sure anybody has a quarterback. I mean, I guess Matt Ryan, although he's on the back nine. Tampa Bay's looking, New Orleans looking, maybe Carolina's looking. Um, Do you think all three – I mean, I know two of the three are looking. Do you think Carolina's looking for a QB, too, or are they going to ride with Sam Darnold?
4: Well, I think they'll ride a while with Sam Darnold, but they're looking to improve that area. I think, you know, you saw the yin and the yang of of Sam Darnold last year. Uh, Early on, I thought he he looked confident through the football well and he was accurate. And then that all came apart once Christian McCaffrey got hurt. And things centered around him, and he wasn't quite the same guy. Uh, So I think they're no doubt looking, because I think Matt Rule knows that uh, his future now, you know, is is in the hands of Sam Darnold. Because, you know, he kind of went to the mat, saying this is the guy that can take us there. And his owner's worth, you know, over $20 billion dollars. It's difficult to go back to the boss and say I think I made a mistake. Uh, yeah, that's not going to go over well. In Atlanta, I think because of Matt's age and contract, uh, you're going to keep him this year. But what happens next? Uh, especially with a new regime, uh, new coach, new you know Terry Fontenot running the front office, that um, they would have they would at least glance if, if it came right. New Orleans, no doubt, um, looking to find somebody outside the room, which would, I think, mean a veteran quarterback. And Tampa, I think, is the same way. I think that they would look around to find a veteran quarterback. So I think, in essence, all four in the right situation are looking to upgrade that area
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
3: Dennis Allen is a heck of a defensive coordinator. But unless he at least, you don't have to get a great, but unless he he lands on a good QB in New Orleans sooner than later, then his stint with Houdat Nation will be short-lived. Right, Mike?
4: He's stuck in neutral. He's got to be able to elevate that quarterback position. If not, you know, he's stuck in neutral. Uh, because defensively he has the tools, he has the players, same thing on special teams. Uh, He's got bits and pieces on offense, though that needs to be upgraded at wide receiver and also at tight end and some clarity along the offensive line. And you may have a player in Teron Armstead who is immensely gifted and arguably one of the top two or three tackles in the game, but he can't stay healthy uh for an entire season and his contract's coming up (laughs) i'm not sure you know because i've i've talked to a couple agents who feel as though he's going to sign a 40 million dollar plus deal and that that, that would seem highly unlikely with the saints and then you have the the quarterback position so i think unless he solves that issue and he also is filling some big moccasins, okay? For most Saints fans, or for many of them, I should say, they don't remember uh, pre-Sean Payton. (laughs) When it was a revolving door at the head coaching spot, and some of it certainly had to do with the quarterback's position, but, boy, I'm just telling you, uh, and it's tough to follow the man. Yeah, it's tough to follow the guy that has taken you to heights no other coach in Saints history ever took him. Uh, Jim Mora won here, but he didn't win. Ever, he never won a playoff game. Never won a playoff game. Uh, yeah, they had a Hall of Fame coach in Hank Stram, but he didn't win anything here. Uh, you know, Bum was a really good coach, uh, but I think by the time Bum got here um uh, maybe his fastball wasn't th- at the same speed no question that it was when he was in Houston um Mike Ditko, he won big in Chicago no question about that and it should have been a much longer run uh but Mike being Mike it, it kind of came apart but he didn't win anything here either so now you following the guy and it, it's going to be tough on Dennis Allen. He can only do what's best for him and be his own guy, but it's a difficult circumstance, especially with question marks. Outside of your wheelhouse, at quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, you got to get Michael Thomas back healthy. The ongoing saga on the uh, issues – Involving Alvin Kamara, and most likely his first year as a head coach, Alvin's not going to be there for the first six to eight weeks of the season. Right. <laughs> that. So you already have that on your plate. Okay. This, um, I have a coaching friend of mine who always tells me when a coaching job comes open, it's not because everything's real good. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he's absolutely right. You know, they're they bringing you in to fix issues. And, you know, and, and I think Sean knew it was time to leave. And he had done his time here. And he had done what he had set out to accomplish. And he wished he would have won more in the postseason. But, man, he is filling in some moccasins that are huge. And they have a generation or so of Saints fans that all they want to talk about is double digit wins and winning in the playoffs. That's all they want to talk about. Nothing else. Oh. They don't want to hear about reload the gun. You know, it's not, <laughs> that's not something they're used to hearing. And somewhere down the line, unless you can fix the quarterback position, you're going to have some issues.
3: Yikes. Okay. So free agent or draft? Can they move up? What, what what are you thinking, Mike D, in Las Vegas in a couple of months?
4: I think that the Saints will probably uh, bring in a. This is just my opinion because I knew Sean did not want to go to route of the draft. Mm-hmm. I think he felt you know, that he had a veteran team. He wanted to win now, and if he was going to do something, it was going to be for a veteran quarterback. I'm not, you know, certain about Allen's thoughts on how he wants to build a team. But, you know, you pick a young quarterback, you're going to go through the growing pains with him too. Mm -hmm. That's what makes me believe that he will go and try to get a veteran quarterback. I think that they'll throw their hat in the ring to try to get Russell Wilson. If they can do it, remains to be seen. If not, the two viable options would, one, be Teddy Bridgewater in Denver uh, because of his familiarity with the system and some of the coaches here, in particular in Pete Carmichael, are with Jameis Winston. So I don't see them drafting a quarterback in round one. Even if one was available for them to select, I think they go the veteran route. So if you have these issues at wide receiver and at tight end, and you got to sort of revamp your offensive line if Armstead decides to leave and you don't, you know, you can't buckle up money then are you going to bring in a young quarterback in your first year too? Mm-hmm. Uh that that's the feeling about quarterback is something when i asked dennis and we had an opportunity to meet with him after his press conference he said i think it's the most important position on the team and we have to be uh get some clarification on that and he's basically telling you i want a veteran quarterback but he didn't come out and say it right but i can read in between the
1: lines on what he meant lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place
0: you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office
3: Mike joins us on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. All right, let's switch gears to uh, the draft. Um, Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell, Malik Willis. I actually think over the next two months and one week that their value will go up, 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 up just because of what, what you just said about Dennis Allen talking about the most important position on the field. Mike, are you with me? Do you think that uh, at least two of the four, if not three of the four, maybe more, that their value will go up exponentially over the next uh, 10 weeks?
4: Yeah, I think you're looking at three first-round picks uh, with Malik, uh, Pickett, Corral. Sam Howell, I think, is the one guy that you probably have the biggest difference of opinion on. Uh, I think you know, the the one thing with the NFL draft, the biggest misperception is that everybody thinks the same about a player. And that's totally untrue. Listen, they got division on that type of player in the same room, you know, and scouts, director of player personnel, head coach, whatever. So you're not going to have the same idea about a player. But I think three of those guys going around one. Now, how they fall will be interesting. There's not enough veteran quarterbacks to go around. And you're looking at about more than a third of the league looking to upgrade their quarterback position. It's got to come from somewhere. And the NFL draft does give you that particular spot to upgrade. So you hear some really good news about some of those players and the agents for those others will put out bad information on those players. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and now they got people that write on the, about the draft that, uh, I hate to say it, I, I have no idea who they are. Uh, you know, so, you know, now today you got a website or a podcast or whatever, and all of a sudden, you know, and, and I get it every day um, from agents who send me information on players that they have and, you know, sort of give you nothing positive about something somebody else has that they don't have. So you you understand that sort of information is going to come out. It, it it does each and every year, the good and the bad. But I really agree with you. I, I think all four will see their stock elevate. Three of the four will go in round one, and potentially you could see a fourth going round one. Uh, again, this is not like running for president and you polling up electoral votes. All you need is one team to pick you. Only one.
3: Right. That's right. So um, I think think two could go in the top 10.
4: I think one will. I think you'll probably see one go in the teens. So I think in the top 20, you'll see two. And then after that, that's where there are some teams in the early 20s where you could see a team get a third. And then late in the draft, in round one, is there a team picking at the top part of round two who's looking to upgrade that quarterback position? Would they be willing to trade up to assure themselves of that quarterback? And where you see a lot of movement over the last few years, on that back end of round one, where teams get a little bit itchy, you know, I want a certain player and maybe make that move to get him. So uh, that's just my thought. I think you'll see one in the top 10, one between 11 and 20, and one between 21 and 25 or 26. And then afterwards, that's the big flip of the coin uh, on who maybe gets a little itchy that let's say a guy like Sam uh, Howell is still around and i don't think he can get there to where i picked some team maybe make a move to get him
1: yeah okay round 2 name something that's not boring
2: a laundry ooh a book club computer solitaire huh
1: ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. Mike D'Atelier, uh WWL Radio
3: TV New Orleans, on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. Um, so... Would you be surprised at all if Jacksonville decided to trade out at one and somebody did make a run if they fall in love? How about this? If they've already fallen in love and they're just not telling anybody on a QB or over the next eight weeks if they fall in love with one of them with all the interviews and the on-campus stuff and so on, Mike?
4: I would be surprised they move all the way up to one because it would be really costly. Um, for you to get that, and that that's not a quarterback worth that this year. Um, I think the debate for Jacksonville will be, what will they do at one? Because I think for most people, Aiden Hutchinson is the top guy on the board. But, you know, for Jacksonville, and you've got a young quarterback and Trevor Lawrence that you need to protect. Evan Neal would make a lot of sense to me from Alabama if I keep that pick. The fact that he has played both right and left tackle. (laughs) He is a huge man and uh, very athletic. And he needs a little bit of, you know, work around the edges. But, man, he's immensely gifted uh, as an offensive lineman. I don't see a team that would make that move to get to the top overall spot for a quarterback. Uh, the big question mark is where does Jacksonville go with that pick mm-hmm. uh, because of the fact I think Hutchinson is probably the top guy on most people's boards. But, you know, Neal, you know, is going to be a one, two, or three on everybody's board, and he fills the biggest need position. That is to protect your huge investment in Trevor Lawrence. All right. And then Derek Stingley becomes the, wild, the wildest of the wild cards. Uh, athletically, he may be the most gifted guy in this draft class, but he's missed so much of the last two seasons. He was a freshman All-American. He looked like he would redefine that position at LSU. There have been very few guys that have come in here as a freshman take over that cornerback spot uh, like what Derek did on that national championship season. And they weren't throwing the football at him as a true freshman. And then you look at the last two years, he's had a number of injuries. And um, so that's going to be in question on exactly where you sort of feel things would go with Sting. He becomes the wildest of the wild card, and and Kyle Hamilton – from Notre Dame a hybrid safety linebacker and in this world today how you use that guy is is interesting because you see him used all kind of different ways True, he becomes an interesting player too in that top five or six uh, because I don't see him getting out of there even though if you look back at draft history over the last few years the only safety that's been a top seven or eight pick has been Jamal Adams from LSU. Mm -hmm. And you look at, look at Jamal who's five foot 10 and three quarters. You look at Kyle who's six foot four. You know, he's, he's a different player, different style player, great in coverage, can play to run. Well, they didn't use him a lot coming off the edge as a blitzer, but he can do that extremely well. Um, He's going to be intriguing. This is a meat-and-potato draft with a lot of linemen that will go early. So, And, again, because of the wide receiver position it is so thick each and every year, that's going to come into play uh, once you get probably past the top ten picks. But all these linemen, if it's Cross from Mississippi State, or Ekrom from North Carolina State, or Evan Neal, or Tyler Lindenbaum from uh, uh, Iowa, you got a ton of offensive linemen that'll go in round one, and defensive linemen. Same sort of situation. It has its own little draft pattern, and this draft pattern is certainly about the big man.
3: Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. uh yep. Top twenty, Mike. Where do you where do you have it?
4: For me, he's a top-ten pick.
3: Nice. I think his uh, best football his, is in front of him, for sure.
4: Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, that I agree with you. A really good pass protector. And you saw his growth in that area and his techniques and his footwork and him physically getting a little stronger. And I think he can even continue to get better in those areas. Uh, but, man, he, he is gifted. Uh, and you he just is. saw the way he can protect that blind side of a quarterback. You got a lot you got a lot riding on that QB keeping him upright. Yeah. And so I think he becomes a uh, top 10 or 12 pick in the draft, no question. But for me, he's a top 10 guy.
3: He's a super kid too. Uh Mike Detilye, NFL Draft Insider, WWL Radio TV New Orleans. And he joined us on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. Mike D, enjoy Mardi Gras. We'll talk soon.
4: Thanks a lot. Appreciate
3: it. That was fun. Mike Dettelier on the Saints, a little QB. The NFC South, Blake, is in this crazy transition right now at the quarterback position. And what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson? Is he going to be a Texan? Or is he going to land somewhere else in the offseason? We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Out of bounds. 105.9 The Zone is brought to you by Superior Foundation for all your foundation
1: repairs. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's
0: the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, uh-huh, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually.
1: Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the
0: car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really?
1: Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: I never win and tell.